Well, praise the Lord, saints of God. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud. And I thank you so much for joining me once again for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, as you know, we are still in a series entitled Operating in Authority. This is part number two of volume two, or we could also say part seven in the series, and it's going strong. Today, we're going to subtitle it, I Want My Stuff. And you're going to see how, as believers, we have authority over the enemy, and he's just not sitting there. He's actually armed, and he does not want to release the things that belong to you. Well, as a citizen in the kingdom of God, we've got a problem with that. But he has the bigger problem. You're going to learn today how to resist the enemy and cause him to flee from you. So grab a neighbor, let them know that Kingdom Rock is on the air, and today they will be blessed. Don't forget to join us on our website 24 hours a day at www.kingdomrock.org. And if you haven't installed the Kingdom Rock app yet, what are you waiting on? Just go to the website and click on the app button and download it today. All right, without any further ado, here comes the message entitled, I Want My Stuff, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Seven in the series, or part two of volume two. Last week, we spoke from the title, from the subject, uh, Stronger, Stronger. And today, we're going to continue in that and uh, speak from the subject of, I want my stuff. I want my stuff. I want my stuff. Please keep in mind that you are fed to feed. You have been taught to teach. After at least seven weeks of authority, you should be able to teach someone about the authority that we as believers have in the kingdom of God. You should be able to teach someone else. Now, if you are not able to do that, don't cry, don't get tissue. Hear the messages again and get them in you. The media ministry has been provided by the Lord, uh, and we thank God for our wonderful staff uh, that has put these materials together for your learning. Remember, it must go through you. And I'm going to keep that right there. Are you understanding? It's not meant to get held up in you. You're not just getting fed to get fat, to get spiritually bloated. Oh, I know all this word. Oh, I'm so, I got the word. Oh, sooner or later, that baby got to come out of there. And it's got to bless somebody else. So if you can say that after seven weeks, you don't know, I don't, I don't know what I'd done anybody. You need to go back and hear it again. Now, I'm trying my best to make it my business to make sure that what you hear uh, is from the Lord and is something that you can stand on. You need to be like the Bereans, the Bereans in the scripture, and go back and research the matter yourself. Are you hearing? All right. You're God's storehouse. You're God's library in the earth. When the unsaved or even the saved want, they need to know something. Well, God has already put those books in you. Why can't he have them to come to you and ask you a question? Say, I'm God's library. I'm God's library. 
in the earth. You understand that? I pray that puts some other pressure on you to learn that you're not just here filling up a seat. You're not just flesh filling up a seat. If all we needed was flesh to fill up a seat, I'd go down to Piggly Wiggly in the meat department and get packs of beef and just sit it on the seats. If that's all it was to put some meat on the seats, some flesh on the seats, that would solve that problem. Isn't that, I mean, I know we're in rare form today, but do you understand what I'm talking about? God requires something else of you. Say with me, I am God's storehouse. Hallelujah. You are God's storehouse. You're God's library in the earth. Praise Jesus. So I want, you need to, we need to come to another reality, another concept. We're not just meeting here to be meeting here. Uh, always we are tested, we are tried in the word of God. And also we are required to release. We are required to release. We're required to receive. We should want to receive, but we should also want to release. And say, well, I'm, I'm shy. I don't, know what, I don't know what to say. Well, let's pray on that. Amen. Ask God to give you the boldness to release to others, even if it's on a phone, phone conversation or on Facebook, like we talked earlier, through a text message. I don't know what form it's going to be in, talking face-to-face to someone. There is something in you that God wants to release. He wants to get it through you. So you must be a willing participant in the matter and stop looking at yourself. I, I know this is the Lord. Stop looking at yourself, thinking about what you don't have and, and what you don't know. If you don't know, it's been prepared for you. Get it. Get it so that God may get it through you. Hallelujah. If you want a thing to increase in your life, you've got to release it. If you want a thing to increase in your life, you've got to release it. And even with expressing knowledge or understanding, when you explain it to someone else, you get something out of it too. It sures you up. Every time you explain it, every time you give it away, it becomes more solid in you, more stable in you. It's the same thing with knowledge. It's the same thing with finances. If you need it, give it. If you need it, give it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. I love y'all. I love y'all. Well, y'all ready to learn today? All right. All right. All right. Uh, going back into Luke, the seventh chapter, Luke seven. And, um, we won't read all of this because we went over this on last week. So I'm just going to be doing just a little bit of uh, recapping. And if we look down actually at uh, verse number eight, Luke seven, verse eight, we know it's talking about the, the uh, centurion uh, soldier here. And he says in verse eight, for I also am a man set under authority, having under me what? Soldiers, And I say to one, go, and he goeth, and to another, come, and he cometh, and to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him. I love that. And turned him about and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And they that were sent returning to the house found the servant whole that had been sick. He said, just send the word. I'm a man under authority too. I understand how authority operates. How authority operates is you must be first set under authority. That is, you must be obedient yourself. You must be obedient yourself. In other words, let me say it this way. If you want the fallen, that is the fallen angels, the fallen demonic powers and all these things that hem up men, that tie men down. 
If you want all of that to bow to you, then you must bow to the Lord. James, the fourth chapter, says it like this. Submit yourselves, therefore, unto God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. If you never bow before the Lord, those things won't bow before you. Let me give you another real case in there or experience. If I see trouble in my home, if I see trouble in my home, if I hear about trouble in my home, that is with my wife or with my children, if something is out of order at home, the first thing I do is check myself. Am I in proper alignment with God? Am I under submission to the Lord? Am I in obedience? If I'm not in obedience, then I quickly pray and ask for forgiveness, and I quickly repent of that sin, confessing it before the Father, making sure that I am in alignment with him, and then I can come at the enemy and cast him out. Then I can deal with him. But your obedience must first be complete before you can deal with the enemy. If you are, if I know that I am walking in alignment with God, I am walking and stepping in tune with him, and if I see something out of order, well, I'll begin just to cast down and deal with it. He may be even walking up and down the road. People may think, oh, that's, that's a crazy man again. Uh, going up down the road. What is wrong with him? Are you hearing me? I hear out of Now, it's best to do that in private if you possibly can. <laughs> Hallelujah. But if you need to, sometimes it's good to discipline when you hear it. Like at Walmart, I see some of the children acting up there. Some of the parents say, wait till we get home. Now, beat little so-and-so. I mean, uh, discipline him right there. Not telling you to beat them. Discipline them right there. Tell them right there what's going on and what's wrong. Don't wait till you get home. Sometimes you got to deal with it right there. You cut the food here. Well, it's time for me to cut the food too, isn't it? Anyway, but you understand what I'm talking about, right? All right. So sometimes when you hear it at that moment, you have to deal with it. At that moment, sickness is creeping up. Deal with it at that moment. Uh, others, are, others are upset or they are disheveled or they're having a bad day. They have, they have a bad attitude, whatever the case may be in the home. As soon as you hear about it, deal with it. Are you here? Don't let the enemy stew on people. Don't let them continue to talk in their ears. As soon as you hear about it, deal with it. Because the longer you wait, the stronger the hold gets. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. Yes. I pray you got that. Yes. So we talked about, just recapping, we talked about the, the, greater, the greater your uh, submission to the Lord, the greater your authority will be. The greater your submission, the greater your authority. The greater your sacrifice, the greater your authority. The more of you that you give away to the Lord, the more authority that he will give back to you. Amen. Are you understanding? Amen. In other words, the more you die to self, that is, uh, live unto Christ, the more authority will be granted unto you. Galatians 2.20 says that. The more of you you give away, the more he replaces his substance in you, giving you the ability to speak 
in a situation and that obstacle, that mountain will be moved. Now, obstacles and mountains are, are really symbolic of different problem areas in our lives. Jesus said, speak whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but, uh, but believes that those things that he says what shall come to pass, he have whatsoever he says. So you can either sit around and worry about it or you can speak to it. You can speak to it. Remember, the higher you are in authority, the more you will speak and the less you will do. The more authority you have, the more you will speak and the less you will do. Are you hearing me? And oftentimes, you don't even have to speak. You just have to look. Are you understanding? You can tell different mothers, different fathers that have their home in authority, that have their home in order. Sometimes they say, come here, pick them up. Come here, come here, come here, come here. See, they're doing. Then others would, others would say, stop right there. And then that does it. Then others will go. Don't have to say a word or just look over there. Or just walk in, when, even in the classroom situation. And the, a class is out of order, but the teacher just has to walk in the room. And, And the room straightens up. Are you hear what I'm talking about? So I don't want to be the one that is doing. Yes, I can say, but I believe I'm believing with all my heart that something will change in the atmosphere when I walk in the room. And I've seen the manifestation at different times when I'm not, when I'm not even focusing on the individual or focused in the surroundings. And people say, I don't know what happens, but when you walked in the room, when you came in, the atmosphere changed. The atmosphere changed. Why is that? There was a demonic presence there filled with gloom or doom or depression or what have you. But something happened when I bought God's storehouse into the place and it changed the atmosphere. And this should be your testimony. Something happens when you stand in the room where we can see that in the negative, we're having a bad day. Everything was fine until so-and-so came home. The atmosphere changed when so-and-so came home. Are you hearing? Y'all yes, know what I'm talking about. Amen. Amen. We don't get it right all the time, but we should get it right sometime. Are you hearing me? All right. So you are God's storehouse. You are meant to walk in authority and with power. Say he's talking about me. Say he's talking about me. All right, so he says, I am a man under authority that's set under authority. I'm in authority because I'm set under authority. Yes. Here again, and then we can look at this today. Let's go to um, Luke 19. We're going to see this as well. Luke 19, Luke the 19th chapter. We're getting, we're getting to the point where we can say, I want my stuff back. Now, authority is also measured by faithfulness. Authority is also measured by faithfulness. We won't get to all of this. But in Luke 19, you can jot this down. Luke 19, verses, 7, verses 11 through 27. Luke 19, verses 11 through 27, you'll see this. You'll see how authority um, is granted to those that have been faithful. You'll see here how 
a um, landowner goes forth and he's going to uh, be anointed king. And he has 10 talents or 10 pounds and 10 servants. And he gives, in this case, he doesn't give to them according to their ability, as in the book of Matthew, I believe Matthew 25. In this case, he gives everyone one pound apiece, one piece of money apiece. Everybody has the exact same thing. And he goes away. Before he goes away, he says, I want y'all to do business, occupy until I come, do something with what I gave you. And the one... Um, and the one that had uh, one, well, all of them had one talent, but one of them came to, to the Lord when he came back and said, look, your one pound, your one pound or talent or piece of money has gained 10. And the Lord said to him, well done, you good and faithful servant. Have thou rule or have authority now over 10 cities. Amen. Authority was granted on the basis of faithfulness. Another one came and said, Lord, your pound has gained five pounds. Well done, have thou rule over five cities. Another one came in and said, Lord, look, I didn't do anything what you gave here. Uh, you gave me, here it is, I returned to you. He said, you wicked servant, you should at least put my money in the bank. I could have gotten some interest, at least interest when I got back. He, didn't re he did not reward him. As a matter of fact, he said, take the pound from him and give it to the one that has 10. Okay, so authority is also granted by faithfulness. Greater authority, getting stronger, is also granted through faithfulness, as you're faithful to doing what the Lord Jesus called you to do. Are you hearing? Amen. Oh, that is wonderful. That is wonderful. All right. Now, let's go to uh, Matthew 23 once again. Matthew 23, or you can just jot this down. Uh, Matthew 23, uh, verses 11 and 12. So we're talking about getting stronger. This is a very good. Matthew 23, verses 11 and 12 says, but he that is greatest among you shall be your servant and whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased and he that humble himself shall be exalted now the word greater there uh means this it says again but he that is greatest among you greatest among you the word greatest there in the greek means larger it means elder it actually means stronger the stronger one among you is the one that is actually serving the stronger one is actually serving. Now, the word serving here, the, it says uh, the greatest among you or the stronger among you uh, is the one that is serving. The word serving there, it, has, it, it denotes that of a waiter or a waitress, one who serves food or drink, a minister or one who serves a king. The strongest one among you is not the one sitting down, but the one who's saying, can I fill up your glass again? You didn't hear that. The strongest one among you is actually the one that says, well, can I come by and pray with you? Amen. The strongest one among you is the one who is constantly giving, constantly releasing what they have to those that are in need. The strongest one among you, you'll find also, is the one that is the most committed. Hallelujah. The strongest one among you is the one who is giving the most sacrifice. You want to find who the strongest one is? Not the one that's constantly receiving, but the one that is constantly giving, Amen. one that is constantly releasing. Now, why is all this important? Because here again, we're, you're getting ready for the confrontation of the adversary. You're getting ready for the eventual confrontation when you will be confronted by the enemy again. Amen. 
Now, he always confronts you in the area of your own weakness. In the area of your own weakness, in the area of your own temptation. And his goal is to pull your way, to drag you into a bad place once again. To drag you away and to drag you off where he may devour you. Are you hearing? This thing is real, y'all. So you are preparing for the eventual confrontation. You will be confronted. Some of you will be able to look people in the eyes and see that old devil right in their eyes. Now, what you do at that moment, that's your testing period. Either you will be consumed or devoured. How do you know if you're consumed or devoured? Well, you get up to cussing and fussing right there with him. In other words, you become like them. But Jesus said, overcome evil with good. He said, bless those that curse you. Pray for those that despitefully use you. Are you hearing? Oh, it's easy to be overcome when they stick their finger in your face and you say, whoo-hoo. Make me go karate kid on you. Oh, it's easy. It's easy to be overcome and get in the flesh when they get in the flesh. But that's not the road to victory. Are you hearing? So in uh, Matthew 18, Matthew 18, verses 1 through 4, we see uh, there's a question, who is the greatest in the kingdom of God? Who is the strongest in the kingdom of God? That is, whosoever the Lord answers it there. This is Matthew 18, verses 1 through 4. You can make a note of it. Who's the strongest in the kingdom? Who's the greatest in the kingdom of God? That's Matthew 18, verses 1 through 4. He answers, whoever humbles himself as a child is the greatest in the kingdom of God. Whoever humbles himself. So the humble one is the greatest. The one who, one who gives is the greatest. And children, in general, are very giving. They get to a certain age, and we got other difficulties there. But generally, children are very giving. A little child, very giving. Are you hearing? All right, all right. So here again, we're going to, let's get right into the message now. Let's go to Luke 11, Luke 11. We'll like that book of Luke there, Luke the 11th chapter. We're going to start at verse 15. So we talk now about the message of, I want my stuff. I want my stuff. There are things that God has for you that you have seen, that you have experienced, that you know is yours, but you have not been able to possess or lay hold to, not because you haven't been praying or fasting and studying and declaring the word, but because there is an enemy force that holds your stuff in place and that will not move until you move it. Now, the Lord Jesus has given us two things. He's given us authority and power. Authority and power. The two Greek words, what? Uh, exousia, authority. We have exousia, authority, through his name. In the name of Jesus, using the name of Jesus, we have authority. And he also has given us power. The Lord said there in the book of Acts, the first, uh, the first chapter, he told the disciples, uh, which then became the apostles, and telling us today, wait before you go out in ministry, wait, wait until you be endued with power from on high. The Holy Ghost is going to show up, where you're going to have power through the Holy Spirit. Now that word, um, 
Power there is that word dunamis, right? Power. So listen to me. Jesus did not restrict his name. Um, he did not put limits on the use of his name in the believer's life. He gave you maximum authority. He gave it all to you. He did not restrict the amount of uh, power that you could walk in either. He gave you the maximum amount of dunamis, that dynamite, that dynamo, that explosive power in the form of his Holy Spirit. He didn't give you just a piece of authority and a piece of power. He gave it all to you. Now that should blow your mind any day of the week. He gave you access to all the authority, all the power. Well, why don't I have it then, Pastor? That's part of the problem there. You think that you don't when you do have access to it. But to the degree, you'll, op you'll operate in it to the degree that you lay your life down, to the degree that you submit to him, to the degree uh, that you um, give your life to him, to the degree that you, one would say, surrender to him, to the degree that you release, that's the degree that you will receive. Okay? Now, we talked about different rankings last week. One would be um, the ranking of a servant. The other, anybody remember the other ranking? Ranking of that of a slave, right? Deeper levels of commitment, service, servant, or here, servant, uh, to slave, going a little bit higher. There's actually a third category, uh, to friend. Jesus said, I call you no more servants, but I, I call you friend. So from servant uh, to slave, uh, giving my life, you're now master Jesus over me. I don't just call you Savior, but I call you Lord. You're now master. From servant to master, rather, uh, from servant uh, to slave to friend. To friend. Walking with power with God. But there's also a fourth one that I'll tell you about this week. Paul called it being a prisoner of the Lord. I'm a prisoner. Now, here's the prison. The Lord gave you the key. You have the key, but you still say, Lord, I'm not going anywhere. Where, where can I go? Where can I go? You tell me when to go to bed. You tell me when to get up. You tell me when to sleep. I'm yours. I'm yours. So from servant to slave uh, to friend to prisoner. All right. Surely Paul was a friend of the Lord, but he identified himself as being a prisoner. I'm yours. And remember, great power follows those who have great commitment. Great. Now, why is it important to have great power? Because you will go through different trials, tribulations, and struggles in your own life. If you're not going through it now, don't worry about it. You will. You'll be confronted with different trials, tribulations, and struggles in your own life. Whether it's temptation with drugs or alcohol or, 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 or sex or, or whatever it is, you'll be confronted with different things. And every time you're confronted, you're tempted with a particular thing, it is meant it's coming to pull you out, to pull you away. It's coming to make you have a bad year, a bad life, not just a bad day. It's coming to rain hell in your life. And the enemy will continue his assault on you until someone stronger than he arises 
and takes authority over him. Does that make sense to you? Let's go ahead and read um, Luke 11, verse 15. We'll start here. You can read the rest when you get home. But Luke 11, verse 15, this is thrilling. It says, but some of them said he cast out devils through Beelzebub, the, the chief of devils. They're talking about Jesus. And others, tempting him, sought of him a sign from heaven. Verse 17. But he, knowing their thoughts, said unto them, Every kingdom divided against it, uh, rather, let me say it again, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house falleth. If Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his what? How shall his kingdom what? Stand. We know that the enemy has a kingdom, just not arbitrary spirits out there trying to attack people. That's a very, very orderly arrangement in the, the satanic kingdom. Let me tell you now. He said, how shall this kingdom stand? He says, because ye say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub. And if I by Beelzebub uh, cast out devils, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, uh, shall they be your judges? Verse 20. But if I, with the finger of God or the power of God, cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come unto you. Are you hearing? No doubt the kingdom is come. All right. Now the Lord gives us an example. Now, I want you to hear me for the next 10 or so minutes that we're here to get together today, maybe, maybe the next 10 or 15 minutes. Can you hold with me? Verse 21 says, when a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are what? His goods are in peace or his goods are in place, right? His goods are in peace. When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace, verse 22. But when a what? Stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor, wherein he trusted, and divideth his spoils. We'll stop there for a second. He says again, when a strong man armed. Let's really dissect this just for a few moments. I want to show you something. Now, ultimately, Jesus, of course, is the man that is stronger here. And he overcame the enemy. Loose mankind. Okay, he overcame the enemy, took the, uh, uh, took the strong man's here, it says, took his armament and spoiled the house. He got us away. Praise the Lord. So now the laws are written in heaven that mankind is free. Okay, now the law is written in heaven. When you receive Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, now it's written in heaven that you belong to Christ. You are a citizen of heaven. But just because it is written does not mean that the devil will lay down and say, oh, my bad. You're a Christian. Mm, I'm not supposed to touch your stuff. Sorry. Let me go over to someone that doesn't know the Lord. No. Just because it is written does not mean that the devil will abide by it. He is a rebellious spirit. These demons or fallen angels are rebellious spirits. Their goal is to break the law. So it has been written who you are and what you have. But just because it is written does not mean that you will possess it. 
Sometimes you're going to have to enforce your rights. It is written that women have the right now to vote. That was established some time ago. So if you go to a voting poll, ladies, and they say, no, you can't vote here because you're a woman. You can at that time say, okay, I'm sorry. And go home, which I pray that you would not do. Or at that time, you can get riled up and say, oh, no, you, no, you didn't. Somebody happen up in here. Because you know your rights. You know what you, what the law says. So at that point, you knowing your rights, you know what the law says. At that point, you have a choice. Oh, you won't let me? Okay, don't worry about it. You hear from my lawyer. Ooh, gonna be channel two down here. Channel five. Ooh, ooh. We gonna, oh, oh, I'm gonna nail you to the wall. You don't know who you're messing with. Right? Because you know. You don't go away and just skimper away. No, you force. You know what it is. Let me call the law because it is written. It is written. This is my right and I will possess my right and I will have my stuff. Right? By the same token, the Lord has given us rights and privileges within the kingdom of God. And the enemy's just not going to lay down and let you have it. So the Lord gives us, he clues us in on what's happening there in the spirit realm. Let me show you how this relates to us today. He says, when a strong man armed keepeth his palace. Strong man, denoting that this, uh, that this guard, guard, it says keepeth. So this person, uh, the word keepeth there means to guard. So this strong guard, meaning that he is not weak, that he is able to attack you and he's able also to resist you. He says, strong man armed. Arming that he has armament. He has weaponry. He's a guard that is strong, that is able to resist your attack. He's able to resist you and he's also able to inflict damage upon you. And he's also armed. He has some guns, machete, machine gun, bazookas, tanks, whatever. He is armed. Now, what is he, why is he guarding or what is he guarding? The Bible says that he, uh, when a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods. Now, notice it says his palace and his goods are in peace. This is an example here again of the demonic. The devil has stolen it. He doesn't own anything. What he has, he has stolen from the people of God. But he calls it his. Further on down, remember when the Lord cast it out, the, the devil say, I will go back to my house. He possessed what he possesses is not his. It never was his. But he claims it as being his. When he is armed, when a strong man that is armed, that is, he is able to resist you, able to inflict damage on you. He has weaponry. He wants to keep what he has. He does not want to lose it, does not want to lose it. So he's armed there, standing as a guard. What is he, what is he protecting? Whatever belongs to you. 
whether it, where, now he said when he is armed, his stuff is in peace. That is your stuff is in peace. Now this talks about peace there meaning uh, secure. It is secure. He has all this armament. He has his lasers, guns, whatever you want to say in the spirit. He has all that. And now he has you locked down. He has what you need locked down. And as long as his armament is in place, you're locked down. That thing is locked down. You're never going to possess it until a stronger comes in. Now, the general thought is, let me go find the pastor and let him pray. I need a stronger one. Look at your neighbor and say, you're the stronger one. Do you understand that? Remember, the authority of God is not restricted with you. The power of God, the dunamis, the explosive power of God is not restricted with you. You have a badge symbolizing your authority and you have a weapon symbolizing your power. And these are unrestricted and unrestrained. You understand? Look at your neighbor again and say, you're the stronger one. Hallelujah. Why call your pastor in the middle of the night at four or five o'clock in the morning? You get up and handle it. You're the stronger one. Now call me if you must and I will come running. Winter, spring, summer, or fall. All you got to do is call and I will be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you got a friend. But in the meanwhile, while you're waiting on me to put on my clothes and come, you in there. Are you hearing what I'm saying? No, you're the stronger one. Get up. What you doing in my house? Woo! Praise the Lord. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. Turn to your name and tell him again. You're the stronger one. You got to get that down. You don't have to live. You don't have to live in poverty. You don't have to be mad all the time. You don't have to be angry all the time. You don't have to be upset. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to be sick. You don't have to be broke, busted, or disgusted. You're the stronger one. You have authority. It through the name of Jesus, you have unlimited authority. And in the power and presence of the Holy Spirit, you have unlimited power. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? Oh, what a shame that we have weak, weak and limp-wristed Christians. Oh, God, help me, Jesus. He got my stuff. The only time you can call for someone stronger is when you knew and you don't know. Or now there are, there, are, there are times, there are times when the Lord said that there are certain kind of spirit, certain kind of thing that, will, that won't go out except through fasting and prayer. If you have not lived a lifestyle of fasting and prayer over time, then you have not built up that type of authority needed to handle the situation. And sometimes it requires um, that a group come around and help you pray over this thing. 
One puts a thousand to flight and two ten thousand and so forth and so on. Sometimes it takes a group of us that congregational anointing. This is one of the power, the, one of the power and one for things that are in the fellowship. That congregational anointing. Well, it's great to stay at home and watch. Thank God for your online community. But you need to find a church to get into if you're not already in the church. To be a part of that congregational anointing. Amen? Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Are y'all still with me today? He said, when a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in place. Now, let me tell you about some of the weapons. Let me give you about, just about, there are more. Let me give you about eight weapons that the enemy uses uh, to hold a house. To hold a house. Now, house talking about your body, also talk about anything that belongs to you. Okay, you'll find through the Bible where it has spirit of this or spirit of that. I'm going to give you about eight of those things. Okay, now we know that one major weapon of the enemy is called his wiles, the wiles of the enemy in Ephesians, the sixth chapter, verse number 11. And wiles means cunning arts. It means deceit. It means craft or trickery or just simply lies and deception. He can keep your house or the things that you own, things that are supposed to be yours, things that are yours. He can keep it locked down because of lies. He's trying to convince you that it's not really yours, uh, you know, because, you know, what you did last night. So God can't want you to have it, you know, so I'll keep this over here because, you know, you really don't deserve it. Are you hearing me? Amen. Let me stay right there for a minute. Because some of you think that your righteousness is based on what you do. I don't care if I just did it 15 minutes ago. I'm still a son of God. I'm still blood washed. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am a holy one of God. That is what I did. But this is who I am. This is who I am. And you have to know that. Who are you in Christ? You have to know that you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. And what you do is not who you are. That does not define you. That was a slip, but I am still a child of God. So you come to me with a mess, come to you with a mess. Oh, that can't, you, can't, you can't have the healing, you can't have the money, you can't handle this because of what you did. Devil, you need to get up out of here because that is not the word. You're trying to bring mess and deception in my life again. Who you think you are? I know who I am. And see, when you believe right, when you believe right, it will translate into your actions. When you believe that you are a king, when you believe that you are a king under the, under the great king, the Lord Jesus Christ, when you believe that you are a child of God, when you believe that you are a holy one of God, when you believe that you are the righteousness of Christ, you walk differently. Hallelujah. It changes what you know changes your walk. Let me give you an example. Give you an example. Here's a walk of someone that does not know they have money. Here's that same person that has just found out that they have inherited $10,000. Now, they just received the phone call. You hear me? 
They just received the phone call. Every life is still the same. They just got a call. Hadn't seen the money yet. Hadn't seen the check yet. But it's by a reliable source. You just, uh, you just inherited uh, $10 million. Are you hearing? Same situation. They haven't seen the money, hadn't cashed a check, hadn't done any of that. But, they, but what has changed? What they know and what they believe. Amen. Is somebody getting it? I want to let you go. I really do. But I got to get this to you. I'm all, we're almost there. Are you hearing, you hearing me? Hallelujah. We'll go to check in just a minute. Hold on. The, the rat will be there, but just hold one minute longer. When a stronger man, it says again, when a strong man arm keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him, that is, shall attack him. When stronger than he shall come, that is, come upon him, that is, attack him. That is, that is a forceful assault. That is a forceful assault. And overcome him, he taketh away his armor wherein he trusted. Now the armor, I said eight things. Uh, Isaiah 61 and verse 3 says the spirit of heaviness. Spirit of heaviness. Spirit of heaviness. The enemy can hold people down with that. Um, Hosea 5 and 1 talks about, rather 5 and 4, uh, talks about the spirit of whoredom. Leave that there. The spirit of whoredom. Uh, Luke 4 verse 33 said, talks about the spirit of an unclean devil. Uh, Luke 13 and 11 talks about a spirit of infirmity. Acts 16 and 16 talks about a spirit of divination. Now, spirit of infirmity, of course, is sickness, right? Spirit of divination, communing, communing with the demonic. The Bible says in Acts 16 that this young lady was possessed with a spirit of divination. That is, that spirit constantly whispered in her ear. She heard voices. Like one of those popular movies. I see dead people. No, it's not the people you see. It's those demonic spirits, familiar spirits, masquerading. Let me wrap this thing up. And um, Romans 8, 15 says, talks about the spirit of bondage. Spirit of bondage. No matter what you do, you feel, you feel bound. You can't move. Spirit of bondage. Uh, 2 Timothy 1, 7, 7, uh, 1, 7 talks about the spirit of fear. Always afraid, even when there's nothing to be afraid about. First John 4 and uh, 3 talks about the spirit of Antichrist. Now, these are different weapons that the enemy will use. Antichrist meaning instead of Christ. Anything but Christ. That's why I don't want the word. Some people are hemmed down or tied down with these spirits. Some, sometimes not only just the people, but the atmosphere can be tied down. The region can be tied down. A spirit of poverty can tie a region down. A poverty mentality can tie a region down until someone, a stronger, comes in and breaks the hold of it and then spoil the goods. What we need to know today, we talked from the subject of I want my stuff. In order for you to get your stuff, you're going to have to first of all realize that you are the stronger one. You are the stronger one. And the more you submit to God's limitless power, the more of his limitless power will flow through you. So what you need to do now is resist every single fault of the enemy that says you're weak.
or that you cannot do it. Because the Lord Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. In your weakness. So actually, in your weakness, through your weakness, you're actually made strong. There's not one moment that you can ever be weak when you're part of the body of Christ. When you think you're about, when you're at the moment you think you're about to lose your mind, at that moment there, you're actually big. When you've come to your end, end of yourself, when you say, Lord, I can't do this anymore, there's actually spinach sitting right there for you, Mr. Popeye, Mrs. Popeye. You're actually at the potential of your greatest strength. Woohoo! I'm gonna jump rope on you. I'm gonna jump rope on you. This is good stuff. Praise the Lord. So no matter who you are, no matter what you are facing now, you say, I'm at the end, I can't do anything else. Right there, right on your side, is unlimited power and unlimited potential to solve the problem permanently and completely. But when you're puffed up and say, I got this, power's over yonder somewhere. Are you hearing? Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. We're done for the day. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, let's declare the word. Say with me, when I am weak, then I am strong because of the grace of God. When I am weak, then I am strong. Because of the grace of God. In Christ, I am the stronger one. In Christ, I am the stronger one. I speak to my mountains and I command them to be moved. In Jesus' name, I command everything that is out of order to come in order and submit by the power. In Jesus' name. Now give God a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, wow. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.